<laughs> oh, hello, kitties. It's that time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish brethren and a Merry Christmas. We're just a couple weeks away from the big weekend here where uh, the fat guy is going to go around the world and deliver toys to all the good little boys and girls and maybe some of the bad ones as well because santa's gotten a little lenient you know his naughty nice list the the bar you know the line has kind of moved a little bit and you could be a little naughty and and still get gifts and and it's okay anyway welcome to the replay and welcome to joel.live i'm joel com and this is the interview show if you guys uh, have been watching some of the stuff i've been doing on blive.tv recently you'll notice i've been using a um, a cool piece of software that allows me to show up as the real santa or as an animal or all kinds of different characters and i'm going to be demonstrating on blive later today how i do that but for right now we've got a great interview for you today and i'm going to invite you as usual to please share that we are live right here, right now. All you gotta do is down below, click the share button. Well, it's not really a button, it's a link. Okay, I think of it as a button. You got your like button, your comment button, your share button. Click the share button because uh, we're gonna bring in a great guest today, a friend who has been working with one of the top social networks in the world. And you're gonna have an opportunity to ask some of the, your questions. I've got plenty of questions myself and that's why you want to share because you're not going to want to miss this opportunity to talk live quick shout outs to those of you that are joining right now hello linda thank you for uh, for joining us today hello patricia getting in the festive uh, holiday spirit and of course if you want to let me know where you are watching from today where in the world are you i of course am in uh, beautiful denver colorado where the sun is shining in fact it's shining on me it's kind of funny because depending upon when i do my broadcast these days there's a certain time of day usually about 1 30 that the sun goes between my blinds and it makes this line like right down the center of my face and that's kind of funny it's kind of like a a racing stripe david i'm excited as well glad that you're here welcome to the broadcast again please do share that we're live and let's get started with this show Stockton, California, Miami, Florida. Oh, Linda, we're not going to uh, tell anybody that you're at your day job. Of course, if your boss is watching right now, oh, are you in trouble? Maybe you'll learn something and be able to help your boss with their uh, their LinkedIn profile because that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, with no further ado, let's do this. My guest today is the one and only Jason Miller. Jason was is the former, just former, he's just changed jobs, but he's been the head of content and social media marketing for the LinkedIn sales and marketing solutions for three years or so responsible for helping LinkedIn's global engine deliver results for people like you that are in business. LinkedIn, of course, is the most humongous social network in the world created just for business use, although people do use it for other shenanigans occasionally. Uh, he is now currently with Microsoft, and we're going to find out about his new position as well. But join me in welcoming the one, the only rock star, Jason Miller. Hey, buddy. Hey, Joel. How are you, man? Good to see you. 
good you too and and you got the lighting right too <laughs> before we came on he was in the dark well we're approaching the shortest day of the year here in uh, the uk so um so yeah it gets dark like around 4 35 it gets dark really early and it stays dark till um pretty uh, 6 30 ish in the morning until it Quite gets Friday. light yes <laughs> uh, but yeah I want to uh, mention we've known each other for a number of years and we tend to bump heads at social media marketing world um, each year. I'm assuming you're going to be there in the uh, the spring. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have not. I, I love Stelzner and I, I, you know, um, I've been at LinkedIn for almost, well, I was at LinkedIn for almost six years and uh, before I left and, and three weeks ago is when I, I departed. But um, yeah, I, I love Stelzner. I went the first three or four years, but I haven't been back since I moved to the UK. I just, it's really tough for me to get over there. Yeah, um, like, like one one gig uh, a year in the states and um yeah but uh, mike puts on a hell of an event yeah he sure does well let's uh let's jump right in i want to get to meet because we only have you for so long today and i want to talk about linkedin i'm going to put up your profile here on the screen so that uh, all can see here's uh here's jason's profile and uh you haven't updated it yet with your new employment mm -hmm. i noticed you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was literally going to update that today. And, uh, but you know, it, it, I think a lot of people, now that we're on the subject, I think a lot of people don't t take it for granted um, when they just update it and they leave out the details. So if I'm going to make a big change after almost six years at LinkedIn, uh, I'm going to spend some time with it. So I wanted to get it right. So I'll probably spend some time over the weekend. It's probably going to take me about an hour or so to get everything I want get in there. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I mean, it's super important. You get out of it what you put into it. Make sure you proof it double proof it right <laughs> grammarly grammarly is uh my savior is uh, i love that point. platform so uh tell us a little bit about what you actually did at linkedin what did your day-to-day -day look like so my day-to-day -day linkedin uh so i joined from marketo where uh i was leading uh content social there came over to uh, linkedin in uh was it 2013 i guess uh, and it's interesting because the the when the, the week that i joined is the week that they launched sponsored updates sponsored content now and uh, so the only paid options for advertisers was um, was literally uh, text ads or display or SlideShare at the time. <laughs> you, could buy, you could buy placement on the front page of SlideShare. It was uh, quite effective. But anyway, um, so I led uh, the global content and social team out of the States for a while, built it up. And then uh, th I, I kind of wanted to become, wanted to get some international experience. So LinkedIn uh, is a great place for uh, for growth and they, you know, they can help guide you in the direction. They created a position for me in the UK where, uh, where I did something very similar, but uh, worked on building content social from the ground up here in Europe. And, uh, and that's what I did. Basically telling the story of the marketer on LinkedIn, specifically the B2B marketer on LinkedIn and how they can get the most out of the platform. Well, you're the most inside, inside guy, guy that's been uh, working for LinkedIn. And so um, LinkedIn is how many strong now? How many official members do they have? Uh, the last the last number I think was 550 million plus something like that 557 I think it's gone up to 580 now but yeah it's definitely it, it keeps continuing to grow the numbers are really impressive the past couple of years uh, the engagement's just been through the roof I mean it's uh, I mean you, you see yourself you get great engagement there you get meaningful conversations um, over the past two years I'm not sure if it's you know a trust thing with the other platforms or what but uh, it's it's really been uh, the place to have a, a really you know, a, a great conversation in the professional context. Well, let's talk about some of the key ways that uh, people are succeeding with LinkedIn. By the way, you might want to turn down your speakers a little bit because I'm hearing myself. Oh, uh, yeah. 
echo back. And one of me is enough. I mean, let's face <laughs> it. Much, they're not here to hear me. They're here to hear you. Um, and so rather than do like a standard interview, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? You've seen all kinds of use cases. And what I, I'm interested in, what I think people watching are interested in is what are people doing that's working for them? And so start wherever you want and let's talk about some of these. Of course. So the good thing about LinkedIn is, is that we have an internal team called LinkedIn on LinkedIn. So we like to test and, and uh, try everything out under the sun. Uh, and then we kind of make, you know, we, we make the mistakes and learn from them and move forward, but we pass on, you know, these insights and, and the learnings to you. So I, I think, you know, there are a lot of LinkedIn advocates out there. I think they do a great job, but I think, uh, you know, my, my former team back in the States and my team here in EMEA that I just left, uh, I mean, these are the experts. These are the ones who are living and breathing this every single day. And, and they give away, they're very transparent with everything they do. Uh, and I, I think uh, if you want to follow these folks, the LinkedIn Marketing Solutions blog in uh, North America, and uh, there's one in here in EMEA, that's where you stay up to date on everything. What's but, the name of the group? I'll search for it right now. Oh, so it's, it's just the uh, LinkedIn Marketing Solutions blog in the States. And then the, um, <clears throat> oh, it's just LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. They have, a, there's two showcase pages. There's a LinkedIn Marketing Solutions showcase page, which is your number one, you know, tr source of truth for all things LinkedIn. So this uh, one right marketing. here. That's it. And then there's also uh, LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn sales, which is sales navigators, sort of their focus. So you have a, a channel for sales folks and a channel for marketing folks, but the latest and greatest and everything comes through that, through that showcase page led and powered uh, you know, greatly by the, uh, by the two blogs that we have, the global blog and then the, uh, the European focus blog, which is what um, I've been working on for the past couple of years. But you guys so can see this right here on the, just search for LinkedIn Marketing Solutions and you'll see this page and uh, go ahead and click follow right there to follow this. And I tell you what, Joel, when I started, I think we had, I don't know, maybe, maybe like 800 or 1,000 uh, subscribers or followers on that page and uh, the team has built it up to over a million, which is uh, quite a feat uh, and it's growing very, very rapidly. But to answer your question of what works on the platform, so it's interesting. So there's two ways you can look at this, right? So you can look at it from a personal branding standpoint of view, engaging, prospecting, uh, or you can look at it from a brand's point of view. And so I've obviously seen it from both ends. And I think if you want to start with what works uh, personally and to build your professional brand, and I think you start with a, a very strong profile. I mean, I spent a lot of time on mine. It's very detailed. Uh, you know, there's lots of keywords in there that show up for search searches that I want to be known for on the platform. Um, the headline, it's not something uh, silly. It's just trying to sum up everything I do in, in one sort of uh, one statement there. Um, and then, you know, one of the biggest, over, most overlooked things there is is endorsements. And I think endorsements, if you, if you have a good network and you ask for them um, and then you return the favor and, and uh, you, you can actually make a real impact very quickly. I'm like friend John Watton there. <laughs> Let me, right, so I'm looking at yours. Do you mean endorsements or recommendations? Because sorry, I recommendations endorsements endorsements i don't really worry about endorsements too much those kind of come along like uh, as as you grow your presence and people start viewing your platform those are easy to get in my opinion but the recommendations sorry i should clarify the recommendations are the ones that i think really make a big impact and this isn't you know there's also that misconception still to this day that linkedin is the place for finding a job uh and it's 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 obviously grown so much more it's evolved into uh into a, a social networking where where marketers and uh, I mean, I'm, I always, I'm a marketer, of course, so I always kind of talk <laughs> of my my world, and I always look at my world uh, on LinkedIn through sort of that that marketing lens. 
but uh, it's a place where people go to be inspired, to learn, to share, to uh, to connect, to network. Uh, it's much more than just to get your next job. Now it's 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 a full blown platform. It's a the definitive professional publishing platform, if you will. But um, so that's that's the foundation. You lay the foundation with your profile. You get it going. Uh, you can add media links there. Um, you know, but focus on the keywords. Focus on the descriptions. Uh, just this is your online, you know, identity as a professional. So you want to get that right. How many recommendations is enough? I mean, is it does it need to be overwhelmed, or you just need to have a few really good ones? I'd, I mean, I, I don't think there's any hard, hard or fast rule there. I'd say if you can get ten, I think you're, you're good. You gotta keep, keep them fresh too. I say you gotta get a couple each year at least. That's a bare minimum, I think, to make an impact. Um, again, it's something I, I think that a lot of people just don't, don't pay attention to, and it's, uh, you, you can't just ask for a bunch of recommendations from folks in your network and then not return the favor. And then you can't ask people that you don't know. And, and I think uh, <laughs> I think we hide behind a screen sometimes that it gets a little bit too comfortable. But, uh, but then it gets into the, the, the core of what's, where, where you find success with, uh, you know, as an individual on LinkedIn. And that's through just sharing, engaging on the platform, something we seem to have forgotten about. Uh, you know, social, as you well know, years and years ago, um, started with uh, just broadcasting everything out. And I think hopefully, we uh, we found out that doesn't work as effectively as we all hoped, um, but but now I think you know ten twenty minutes a day logging the platform, your your the news feed that you get the feed that you get in your LinkedIn platform in your LinkedIn um, is different than everyone else. It's it's personalized to you, right? My feed is different from yours based on who I'm connected with, based on the companies I follow, based on influencers I follow, based on the content I engage with. So uh, it's really your personalized sort of. New York Times or Wall Street Journal every single morning um, caters to you so you can wake up and get a great snapshot of everything that, that matters to you in your world and your connections and your network. Uh, and you know, I share, I share probably, I haven't shared anything <laughs> too crazy uh, over the past couple of weeks, probably the first time I haven't really shared uh, a lot or engaged in the platform, but you know, 10, 20 minutes a day sharing relevant content, commenting, uh, just saying hello, um, you know, video, obviously video is a huge opportunity. Um, we can talk about my, my <laughs> where I've I've tried to crack the code of video. I spent the last two years uh, learning everything I possibly could about video and trying to figure out what works in the platform. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just a combination of getting in there, engaging, sharing relevant content. It's it's, it's really everything's changed, but nothing's changed. Well, what uh, does work on the platform where video is concerned? I haven't done a lot there. You know, I've done YouTube. I do a lot of Facebook Lives as we're doing you know, right now, and, and we'll republish these videos as a podcast, but what's working, you know, how do you get video to work for you on LinkedIn? So that's a very big question. I think from a marketer, as a content marketer myself, or a previous content marketer, uh, what's worked for me is is taking, um, you know, successful text-based content from blogs or whatnot and turning, you know, some of these best, these best performing blog posts into like sort of mini documentaries, two to three minutes, seems to work really well. One minute seems to be the gold standard uh, around you know engagement, um, just from my personal experience. And I think Dennis, you as you well know, would uh, would, would attest to that as well. There's a one minute videos. He's brilliant with that. But um, I think obviously close you know put the captions on and all that. But the one thing that I think uh, is is a little bit distracting recently or a little bit overdone is you know just the, simply the talking head. And I think it's a missed opportunity if you're doing a quick thirty second one minute update, sure, a talking head's fine, but anything beyond that, you need to go and get some B-roll footage or uh, just something to kind of spice it up a bit. Like, I think we're we're confusing, um, you know, talking head uh, with sort of a, an anecdote or a story. And, and I think it's uh, it's told much better 
if it's not just a talking head. I'd rather read something than look at a talking head. Um, so, so like I think this, you get a little more creative. Simulating to look at you and me. Like you're either tuned into the content, you want to hear what we have to say, but you're not watching it for the visuals. I mean, look at us, you know, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, again, it, it depends on the format for a, for a live interview show. Yeah, this works perfectly. You can't ask for anything more, right? Uh, you got the visuals coming up. That's really cool. I've, I've never used this platform. I didn't know you could share the screens and keep it interactive like that. But, you know, I think when when you're doing something, if you're making a piece of content for the platform in the video style, I think you really need to think in the mindset of sort of a, you know, like a trailer, right? Like Avengers 4, the trailer just came out a few hours ago. I think I've watched that thing like 10 times. I'm not even a huge movie buff, but this movie, Infinity War, I'll tell you what, this changed the way I think about it. That just it haunts me this movie joel mm -hmm. and so now i'm obsessed with seeing what happens next in the story but a lot of success that my team had with producing video for the platform was little teaser trailer videos introducing bigger pieces of content i think andy crestadino uh from orbit our good friend does a really good job of that as well um but i think uh, you, you really need to think about creativity in in you know 90 seconds and what does that look like and uh, is it is it a talking head? Is that going to solve you? Is that going to get your point across? Then fine. But uh, if you have a piece of content, you want to drive it to a bigger picture, not snackable content. I hate the term snackable. Snackable is defined by the Urban Dictionary as content that's meant to be consumed in eight seconds or less based on the ridiculous goldfish myth that we all know is not true. Um, but anyway, teaser content, teasing you back to something bigger and different elements. Uh, you know, we, we made a, uh, people, there's also a lot of people <laughs> who tell you that the long form video doesn't work. And uh, I would argue that, you know, we made a television show with B2B Dinner for Five. It was one of the most successful videos we were put out. We were shortlisted for two awards on that, for two major marketing awards, but we treated it like a movie release. You know, uh, The Last Jedi was coming out around the time that, that uh, we made that series. And I saw like the eight second teaser, and then I saw the 15 second teaser, 30 second teaser, two minute trailer, whatever. It just They just kept teasing you into this. and. Uh, I just thought, well, what if you just took that approach to to content, right? I mean, would anybody care, especially in the B2B world? Uh, and they did. And I, I wasn't surprised that uh, we were pulling these people in to watch a full 27-minute episode. And, you know, you look at Joe Rogan. He does a podcast for three and a half hours sometimes that people mm -hmm. listen to it. Or uh, go over to Twitch and watch people watching video of people playing games for hours. So long-form video is not dead um, by any means. Uh, and I think, you know, with the introduction of, of mid-roll, advertising i think it's an opportunity for long-form video so uh i don't think there's a exact formula what i've what i've learned after learning to shoot edit do everything myself because I'm, I'm really into being scrappy like that uh is that you need a combination of three short form sort of a teaser trailer stuff and then long form but all three of those kind of mixed into your editorial calendar uh based on some of the most successful content you already have turning that that text-based content uh uh, into you know into mini documentaries uh, and then creating new stuff and just you know, getting yourself out there. Uh, we could also attest to uh, Brian Fanzo, uh, push the damn button. I mean, mm -hmm. this guy, king of live. Everybody, I mean, but the, you know, on the flip side, I love Fanzo. Uh, I just saw him at uh, Marketing Profs a few weeks ago. On the flip side of that, though, you have um, you know Scott Stratton, who I love also. He, I think his quote was something like, "Let's take something that we don't really understand." That we're not very good at and let's make it live and uneditable like what could possibly go wrong <laughs> so you know by the way you just uh you coined the uh, a great title for a blog article or an ebook or something um what's that? if you know that how to be a tease <laughs> right it's a it's a viral title 
um, because it's got the double entendre in it. And then like in parenthesis, you know, in marketing or something like that. <laughs> And I'm sure the brand team would love that. LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I also notice as I look at your profile and mine that it, when you're personalizing, it's not just all about the business. I'm putting yours back up here again because your header photo really has nothing to do with your position at LinkedIn or your new position at Microsoft. It's more about your personality because a lot of people don't know that you are an incredible concert photographer and you have this book that you uh, you did on Kickstarter called Down in Front. In fact, I'm showing people the uh, the Kickstarter's over. Um, you had a successful raise. I got my copy. I, I was looking for it because I wanted to show it. It's on a shelf somewhere, and I cannot locate it. But um, there is the uh, the book Down in Front. And so, talk about why you would use your LinkedIn profile to highlight that. Uh, it's a very good question. You know, um, by the way, there are copies. I have uh, just a few copies of Down in Front Left, if you're interested in it. Uh, you can get it at rockandrollcocktail.com in the store. Uh, and I can still ship before Christmas to the States, so you're, you're in good shape. But um, anyway, it's a good question. And I'll tell you what, Joel, I think you need to find, if you want to stand out from the marketer next to you, especially in this incredibly competitive space where everybody's out there sharing content and, and, uh, and you know, trying to, uh, to get views and whatnot, I don't really think of it like that. I just, I just love split finding time between B2B marketing and rock and roll photography and music, right? And I tie the two together and I think that's where the sweet spot is. How can you inject your passion into your work? And if you can find a way to do that, I think it just kind of lights a fire, keeps you motivated, but it also differentiates you. And um, I think it just makes you a more interesting marketer. I think it makes people want to pay attention to you more. Uh, I don't post to, to get views or, or shares or I don't even look at those numbers. I don't care about those numbers. I post when I have something to say. I haven't posted Instagram for three days. I'm a photographer. I just don't like this. I've been too busy, you know, and um, I think I, I like I have a passion for photography more than I do B2B marketing over the past year. Uh, but I do. I find a balance. And I think everything I do uh, in B2B marketing has a little bit of you know rock and roll to it or a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of music injected into it through personality. But um, that's uh, that's, the, that's the video I made. Yeah, or the campaign. yeah, this is you on rockandrollcocktail.com. You guys can check the sound. He's talking about uh, the book. I was hoping in this video that you show some of the photos rather than just yourself. It uh, should be. I think it's in there. I think that might okay. have been before I went to print. Because um, we'll the Kickstarter campaign playing. was funding the print, which was insane. Like, this is a 300-page full-color photography book. Um yeah, you know, it's just it's it's crazy what I went through to print that thing up. But uh, well, that not. is your passion. I love the title too. Down in front, you know, it's like I'm I'm here. I'm taking pictures. Get out of my way because <laughs> I got to get the perfect shot as as slash you know shreds right. Yeah, exactly. But but again, I think you know it's interesting. It used to be that uh, uh, you know LinkedIn was only for like there was this pre this this notion that LinkedIn was only about business and and you know I think uh, my my side hustle if you want to call it that my uh, you know my photography is is it's a business as well. So I think um, I think it becomes I think it becomes you become a much more interesting person if you can find a way to uh, to take your passion and combine it with what you do and, and uh, sort of spawn the creativity. Uh, and, and put it back into uh, into both fields. Yeah, so uh, I want to get back to LinkedIn in a moment, but I want to hear what are you doing for uh, the evil empire? I mean, Microsoft uh, in uh, <laughs> in the UK. 
So uh, yeah, so I, it's not it's no secrets. I mean, it's definitely I, people obviously know. I just haven't updated my profile yet. But um, yeah, oh, uh, before I, I just had baby number two. Uh, I was out on on leave, and uh, my good friend Mel Carson, who's uh, you know Mel Carson. I don't know Mel. Delightful communications. One of the most uh, brilliant marketers. Such a, a, a fine gentleman, dear friend of mine. He uh, he told me about this position at Microsoft. We were we we were kind of hanging out at Ad Advertising Week in Europe, and uh, we started chatting. And they actually, uh, I wasn't really sure it was the right role for me. But I mean, after six years at LinkedIn, I think I've had I think I've said everything I possibly had to say about content marketing and social media marketing. And I was just kind of bored, looking for my next play. Uh, I love LinkedIn. I wouldn't have been there for six years if not. And uh, uh, yeah, I can't say enough great things about LinkedIn and the, the opportunities they gave me. But um, Microsoft started talking to me about this brand role, and so I uh, started chatting with them, went and interviewed, and loved the team. And I've uh, been there two and a half weeks now, and I, I, I don't think uh, I couldn't be happier. I, I made the exact right choice and exactly what I want to be. So I am uh, the, the brand lead for, uh, for being Microsoft Advertising here in, uh, in the UK, based out of the panic office. Not going back to the States anytime soon. Um, still, uh, still loving the, the London vibe here, so. Excellent. Well, as I told you uh, offline, Bing has been my default uh, search engine for years. I've found it just as useful as Google, and uh, I don't feel like they're tracking me the same as uh, as Google is. It's it's you know it's an incredible story. I've always had a passion for search. Uh, I've always I've always admired Microsoft and and the fact that uh, you know that I get to talk about the future of search. I get to talk about artificial intelligence for good, artificial intelligence for marketing. Um, and build, you know, build a brand, be part of uh, uh, building a brand for um, for these two identities here in, in the UK. It's, it's huge. Uh, brand is the next evolution for me. I've always talked about my passion for building brands, and uh, you know, I, I think that's the evolution of, of where I want to be. Uh, you know, I'm trying to log into Bing right now, and it's like you have to update your password. I don't want to update it right now. <laughs> I'm doing this live. I wanted to show the uh, well. One of the things I like, and I'll put this up here. I'm going to exit out of this. Uh, the screen here is how every day Bing gives me, um, you know, a different image here on the uh, the front page and often related to the news. Of course, this is remembering Pearl Harbor. This is uh, a memorial um, there. And that that is the day today. This is the USS Arizona. I've been there, been on the uh, the, the memorial. And uh, thanks to all of our veterans and everybody who uh, who serves? Well, it's going to be exciting to see how uh, how this plays out for you there and the value you're going to bring. I did not realize until this week that Microsoft had bounced back so fiercely. I mean, they're like number two in market cap now. I, I think I think it's number one, but Is I think it number it's one. What's <laughs> the number one? It's you know, and and since I mean, since the acquisition with LinkedIn, it's been almost two years, and uh, you know, it's sort of that a lot of that culture and vibe has. I mean, LinkedIn has a great culture. But um, the culture and vibe and, and uh, the, the leadership, the inspirational leadership, uh, is extraordinary, um, kind of bleeds, certainly bleeds into LinkedIn. And I think both companies are, uh, are riding, a, riding a hell of a wave right now. So uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just thrilled to be part of something, uh, something cool and inspirational. And I get to talk about exactly what I want to talk about. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good place for me right now. Why is there no AdSense for, for Bing uh, for publishers using Bing, Joel, that's I'm two and a half weeks in, man. That's uh, that's that's a question for uh, a few a few a couple of months in. <laughs> we'll Which back to that. side are you, are you going to be on? Are both sides? Like, if there does become a publisher side, is that where you, will you be having your hands in that as well? 
Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Right now, it's just just focused on Bing and, and Microsoft advertising. You're still unpacking your desk and you yeah. know and getting that <laughs> stuff in. Fair enough. Okay, let's bounce back to uh, LinkedIn then. Let's talk about you know when we talk about engagement. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. Okay, I did the thing that a lot of people do when they join a social network, and that is accept friend requests from absolutely everybody. Um, yeah. I've changed how I do that on Facebook, and I'm changing how I do it on Twitter. But I have a feeling that LinkedIn, we are more likely to connect with complete strangers and that there's benefit to that. Talk about that a little bit. So I think you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because there's been a lot of folks who are asking me, how do you kind of clean out your profile and get it down to, I guess the feed is, is it's just, if you if it's too big and you have too many people, you're connecting everybody, then it, it starts to become a, a little bit irrelevant. You want to keep mm -hmm. that sharp and, uh, and, and more focused for yourself. But uh, my rule is if, if, you know, uh, we've met before, obviously, uh, if you put a note in there and say where you saw me at, uh, saw me at a conference or on a webinar or whatever, there has to be some sort of personalization or some sort of connection. And I've connected with you. I'm not uh, too picky about that. But you, um, you got 26,000 connections on LinkedIn. You can't know that many people. Uh, I think those are followers. I think I have about 15,000 connections. And you, you, I mean, I think my, my brain doesn't have capacity to actually recognize and know that many people but you you do um make an attempt to only accept connections if there is has been some sort of connection yes of course i mean six years in and like every single day on the platform i think fifteen thousand connections is modest to be honest with you i think mm -hmm. uh you know there's some really well connected people on there 30 plus connections thirty thousand plus connections so um but yeah it literally it's 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 all about um you know where did you see me speak where did you see me uh on a, a show or whatever I'll put a little note in there. I'm happy to connect with you. So, but you know, think about too. I, I have a couple of different audiences that I want to connect with. So it's music mm -hmm. business, it's B2B marketing, it's digital marketing, it's SEO, it's a little bit of everything. So all of that kind of coming together uh, sort of starts to add up very quickly. And, and I still find value in the platform uh, with 15,000 connections and uh, the followers is a different piece altogether. So here's my profile and um, I've worked it over the years. I have, I have unfortunately neglected the network uh, because I have <laughs> just a wow. few invitations sitting there. And the more, the longer it sits, the harder it is for me to get to it and go, all right, I need to go through these, um, you know, and see, you can see I've got 23,000 connections. So it's a little overwhelming for me. How do I manage this? I, again, I mean, I think it, you have to go through, it's a very manual process. There's no, there's no easy solution to that. I mean, there's no there's no app you can log into. It'll it'll identify, uh, you know, irrelevant followers to you. It's a manual process. But again, you get out of it what you put into it. I think if you go through there, um, that's a lot of people to go through. <laughs> that's like <laughs> going to take you months, man. Uh, it, um, it is a lot, yeah. Yeah, but you know, you can also set up um, your account to where they have to know your email address before they can connect with you. So if you're really if you're getting if you're getting overwhelmed with connections, just you can set it up so in order for somebody to even send a connection request to you, they have to know your email. And but I then think I could you, miss out on somebody like a lot of the ones I get that I want to hear from. They don't know my email. Well, then, well, then they can send you an email, <laughs> or they can tweet at you, or they can tag you on a post. I mean, I think okay. there's always a, there's there's no shortage of ways to connect with someone. Um, it's a matter of do, will they see it and will they will they reply back? I think that's the bigger question. I love that it shows me here, you know, people looking for me, who else they, you know, they're looking 
for. Um, now I have been, I, I'm, I'm a premium member uh, yeah. and I've been paying for it. I don't even know how much I'm paying. I've just been doing it religiously for years. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't, so whatever it is I'm paying right here, what am I missing out on that I could be doing based on my premium that I'm probably not doing? Well, I think there's a few things. I think you get uh, you have in-mails that you can use each month. Uh-huh. So you can pretty much you know, send a message to, to anyone out there that's, uh, that you'd like to connect with. And um, I mean, I kind of use that as a PR play. I use it to get photo passes for uh, concerts sometimes. I can't find someone's uh, email or, or press contact. But in a, in a, in a B2B sense, uh, it's a great way. To, it's a PR play. Like if I have a podcast that's relevant to an awe, to a certain, you know, influencer or whatnot, uh, and, and I want to connect with them, I think in-mails are a super powerful way to do that. You can, you can track it. You can see uh, whether or not they opened it, responded. And, um, I mean, it's, it's direct access. And I think the second part of that is the search function. So you get expanded search abilities with this. So you can actually set up and save searches to find different relevant people you're trying to connect with. Uh, I mean, there's, there's other, you know, many other uh, advantages to having a premium profile, but uh, I mean, those are the big ones for me. I'm looking here at my stats and, and I'm going to be candid. Obviously I'm not very active here. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. I'm like, inspire me to, to, to use LinkedIn strategically. So how are these numbers in terms of, you know, people viewing me? I don't know what I did um, October 19th that week, but I had this big bump here. I mean, again, I think it's different for everybody. I think uh, there's there's a lot of folks out there that not a lot of folks. There's some people out there who are driving me kind of crazy like right now. The uh, the growth hackers, and I've always sort of frowned upon this. These are the people who are looking for a shortcut, right? And, and you well, you very well know, there's no shortcut to engagement. People are just trying to hack it up to get. Oh, look, here's a story on how I got a million views on LinkedIn. It's like who cares, right? You got a million views. What was your conversion rate? If your right, conversion right. rate was anything over one percent. Then why are you even why do you have time to even do this? You know, so there's there's a lot of people. I wouldn't say I can't say a lot, but I, I do see it quite often. Uh, everyone trying to hack the system, and everybody's trying to find a cheap and fast way to get a million views or a bunch of likes and shares. And I think it's silly. I think if you just if you just take a step back, slow down, and uh, f- have a goal that you want with the platform outside of views and popularity, uh, and just you know be an interesting person. Um, so let me let me give you an example. I was was writing this article on uh, someone. Uh, someone pitched this idea to me around uh, uh, empathy for uh, robots. Right? There's a book called The Age of Spiritual Machines by uh, Ray Kurzweil, who's uh, a, one of my favorite uh, authors, speakers, whatever. And uh, it got me thinking. I thought, who could I ask if if robots or or artificial intelligence could ever have empathy? And I posted this one line question, and I had I think. Within two days, I think I had a debate going on and about 77 like just mind-blowing answers from yes to no to reasons why. And then people started – and people don't argue and people don't, like, put other people down. It's a very civil, you know, uh, professional context conversation. But uh, I turned it into a blog post. It was one of the most uh, the most visited blog posts of the whole year at LinkedIn. And it basically asked that, asked that question of can – artificial intelligence have empathy? I think it's a really fascinating question. I didn't have the answer, but I got the answers. I put my own spin on it, my own thoughts, and pushed the idea forward. So I think that um, that is an example of getting driving value out of the, the platform for not only yourself, but also for business. And uh, this is, so I published it to the LinkedIn blog and then, you know, waited six weeks or whatever, give it its own time, and then uh, repurposed it 
on uh, on my personal profile. So again, long form publishing, long form content published on your platform. Uh, and you know, the other question that comes up quite a bit, and probably a couple of years ago, it was like, are you worried about duplicate duplicate content issues? Yes, that was my next question. Well done. And the the answer is absolutely not. Uh, I think it was Brian Eisenberg. Uh, well, I'm name dropping quite a bit, but I just know uh, these these are these people who. <laughs> Brian's who been I, on the show. Smart guy. Who I, uh, who I respect tremendously. And th these are people in my network that I ask for help or questions about if I have mm -hmm. a question. And I usually do it through LinkedIn. But, um, you know, the folks like Brian Eisenberg, who might be, you know, one of the smartest SEO guys around, uh, the search engines, they know where that, um, they know where that, that content was published first. So the rel author tag went away. We all know that. So uh, you really have to ask yourself, are you looking for rankings or are you looking for distribution. And I think Mark Schaefer is a great example of this. Mark Schaefer, I've never seen anybody take advantage of this better. He posts on LinkedIn, he posts on his blog, he posts long form content on Facebook, he posts on Medium. Mitch Joel does the same thing. And I think the duplicate content issues go away because you're the benefit of, of getting expanded distribution. I'm not saying eyeballs are hacking to, you know, growth hacking to views and whatever. I'm saying meaningful platforms with meaningful followers based on a topic that they're interested in seeing your content. Uh, and that's a pure organic play. You put a little paid behind that. It's game over. If it's really good. Um, but, you know, people just run around trying to post and, Oh, I didn't get uh, more than a thousand views on that. So I better try again. Oh, I got 5,000 views. Like just post one piece. That's really remarkable. That's uh, that's entertaining. That's insightful. It's inspiring. It's educational. Um, and, and extract every ounce of value out of that. And I think that's something we're missing. We're just always moving on to the next thing um, before we actually uh, get the most value out of our best content. Yeah, it's like, I say this a lot in the music business. When I spent 12 years at, at, at music, uh, at Sony Music, and I saw some of, uh, you know, some bands like Muse, for example, um, their first two records, like, they didn't do anything. I think some of their best work was on there. And, and if they wouldn't have made it big on the last, you know, last 10 years or whatever, no one would have ever heard that music. And I remember asking the singer of Clutch one day, who's still you know massive here in the UK, I said, do you think that your best music went unheard? And he goes, you can't think about it like that. You have to move on, press forward. And I think and as a marketer, I think you can't think like that. I think you always have to take your best work and push it forward. Mm -hmm. Well, you every, you know, every artist, when they release a new album, uh, if they're passionate about what they're doing, they're always going to say, we think this is our best work ever right? They're not going to be like, you know, we just made this album. It's not as good as our last one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, but um, that's, I think it's a missed opportunity. I think it's a huge missed opportunity. I love that you dropped the names of three incredibly super smart and generous um, individuals, you know, in the, the last couple minutes, uh, Ryan Eisenberg, Mark Schaefer, Mitch Joel, and, and right there, that kind of illustrates the power of connection and relationships, right? These are friends. These are people you know, that you met through business that have become friends. Two, two other points, like Twitter power, I was going to say, is uh, the first, one of the first social media books I ever bought. Hmm. And I know you're, uh, you've done several versions of that, but it's still your best content, revising it, revising it, and still driving value. It's still a remarkable piece of content to this day. I bought that thing when I first moved to San Francisco Jesus, in 2009, maybe? Is that when it came yeah. out, the original? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <about> 10 <laughs> years next year since the first Twitter Power, and there's been two additional editions. I'm done, though. I'm, I'm over it. No more Twitter Powers. I've moved on to other things. But I, I, I would probably not be here today if it wasn't for that book. I, I will be honest with you and tell you that. That book uh, jump-started my career in social media. 
Um, wow. Okay. I'm asking you for a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy right, to give it, man. That right there is a testimonial. I did not expect that. So, uh, so thanks. Um, you know, and I also say uh, another great example of, uh, you know, Ann Hanley. When when I first mm. got into B2B marketing, I loved Ann Hanley. I had a copy of Contra Rules. I still have the original copy I bought that she signed for me in like 2000, she's 2010, 2000, maybe 2008, 2009, 2010. And I still have it to this day. But I used to chase her around uh, and like beg and saying, I want to write for marketing props. I want to write for marketing props. And she gave me a shot based on, you know, me just going to her conferences, uh, sharing, commenting on, on her blog and uh, following on Twitter, just engaging with her on LinkedIn. And, and, you know, that pays off. If you want to get on someone's radar, take the time to build it up. Anne's now a dear friend of mine. I just uh, I did a session at Marketing Profs. Uh, she is probably the most inspirational person in my entire career. I would not be here today. I would not be doing what I, what I do now. I wouldn't be um, in this role with, without her. And, uh, you know, it all came from here's a select number of people that I really respect. Here are my heroes. And I went after them. I didn't go after them. That sounds very uh, <laughs> stalker. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I I paid attention to them. And I, I said, you know, like Chris Brogan says, how can I help you? And, and uh, I didn't ask for anything except for can I please contribute something valuable to your blog and him? And uh, you know, years, ten years later, uh, you know, Anne's a friend. I, uh, I consider her a very good friend. I am inspired. I hope you guys are as well. In fact, uh, before we close out, if anybody has any questions for Jason, type them in the comments. I'll see them here. Uh, but you know, looking at how many people I have in my queue, realizing that I am publishing content, you know, on my blog or on Facebook, and I'm not reposting a lot of it to LinkedIn. Uh, or medium, I'm thinking, man, I'm probably missing out on an opportunity to, uh, to, to all, I mean, it's just a matter of repurposing it. It's and it's fresh and it's new for the people on this social network. I think it's literally, it's, it's, it's all about, I don't call it uh, repurposing as much as I like pre-loved content, right? Republishing. Uh, pre <laughs> publishing or just, let's just call it publishing. But I think, you know, if you, if you just look at a, a really remarkable piece of content you put a lot of time and effort into, have you extracted every ounce of value out of it? Have you published it every place you possibly can that makes sense without going, you know, without exploiting uh, platforms and whatnot? And then have you, uh, you know, taken that, and it used to be, oh, have you, you know, cut it up in the snackable content? I hate that. But have you introduced it with a video? Have you told people why they should listen to it or why it's important to you or why you wrote it? Um, you know, that's, that's the connection of video is quick little snippets that bring you back to a bigger, remarkable piece of content. Um, how, how do you feel LinkedIn is prioritizing in the feed? Are they giving video a bump? If you post video now, are you more likely to show up, especially short form videos? That's, I mean, I can't really speak to the, uh, to the algorithm outside of, you know, from an engineering point of view, I certainly can't, but from an, ex from my own experience and from what I've seen others where others have found success, I'd say video is is hot. Probably video is getting a little bit of priority. But if you think about it, the the, the interesting thing about LinkedIn and the differentiator between LinkedIn and, and the other social networks is that there's there's an algorithm. So there's a formula, right? And it's getting smarter and it's learning. Uh, and it's becoming it's getting your feed more relevant every day. But there's also a team of editors, right? There's there's humans behind this who are watching, looking at the best performing content, uh, and that together I think makes the feed so unique. So you still have that human element. And, you know, Doug Kessler said, he goes, you know, with, um, with the death of journalism in the future, he goes, yeah, I think we're going to look back and we're going to say, man, I really miss the editors. <laughs> uh, 
I think you have sort of a free for all on the other platforms that, you know, it's up to you to sort of cater that and customize your feeds. And uh, I think if you look at LinkedIn, it's interesting because I know several of the editors and they're brilliant and they uh, do a, a hell of a job creating not only original content, but also finding the best content um, that's getting, you know, best engagement and, and not even that, not even the best engagement, just remarkable content that needs to be seen. Combine those two, I think you have a really unique opportunity uh, and it levels the playing field too. So uh, we, we, there was an interesting study we did and uh, I feel like I'm talking about it. <laughs> there was some interesting You're, you're study here to be interviewed. You know that, right? <laughs> That's the, the, around, the... around video. And um, we found, one of the most interesting things we found was it doesn't matter when it comes to video on the, on the platform, it didn't matter who shared it or how many likes or comments it had on it, which I think is sort of a social proof thing. All that matters was, all the, the, most, the, the most influential factors on, on who's going to view this was, uh, was it relevant to them? And was it a headline that, uh, that relates to them? Hmm. Those are the only two things. So you could be someone who has zero followers, no, no nothing, and you create a remarkable, remarkable piece of content. Uh, you don't necessarily need the influencer status to, get, uh, to go viral, if you will. Um, you just have to be interesting. That's that's a good point. David's got a question for you. What do you recommend for an entrepreneur to do when creating their brand new profile? Lots of knowledge, experience, and insight, but not in a job or corporate setting. Uh, that's a that's a big question, David. Uh, I would say, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I'll be completely honest with you. If you're gonna if you're launching a new profile for an entrepreneur, uh, there are I would pay somebody to do it for you. I think for a couple hundred bucks, you could. There are professional LinkedIn writers out there. And uh, they will knock it out of the park for you. And they will walk you through this uh, perfectly. If you need some recommendations, like connect me on LinkedIn, I'll send a couple. But um, I, do I, want to I connect think... with Jason. Here is his profile, uh, real easy to find. Just look for Jason Miller. And there's his mugshot. And you'll see his down in front there. Uh, it should They should send you a message, though, when they go to connect, right? Not just connect. So, yeah, there's, it, it might only be the follow button that shows up after you get to a certain level number of connections. But there's, there's a little... Uh, drop down menu if you're not connected to me obviously Joel and I are connected there's a little drop down menu these three little dots that you uh, if you click on that there's a connect option you can put a message in there but what I was going to say Joel to finish off David's question was if you're starting off brand new and you got a clean slate like pay someone to do this and knock it out of the park for you that way this will be relevant for a good year or so and you can just kind of tweak it uh, but they'll lay the foundation for you uh, and I tell you I promise you man these, there's some really smart uh, folks out there who are doing this, and, and it, it just jumpstarts everything right away. Definitely that, that's actually what I did years ago. I'm going to put my profile up here solo for a moment. You can see it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty fleshed out. Um, you know, a lot of what I do. I actually just uploaded a new video yesterday, yeah. which is which was unusual for me to uh, to <laughs> do that. Uh, but yeah, my experience, all my advisory positions are here. Uh, my education, useless though it were is here oh apparently i've gotten a bachelor's degree at u of i twice so i should probably delete one of these I'm not sure why that showed up uh, my endorsements and skills recommendations of which i did while we were talking i took you up on that and uh, and asked for a recommendation and i think that's most oh i've got publications projects and let's, let's see your let's see your your, uh, your activity joel can you scroll up uh, my activity this is, this is the most important part so right there's no, on the on the uh, on the right on my right you see or my, sorry my left you see uh, this is your long form content and then on your right is your uh, activity okay. ah so so this we can see if you've been engaging I can't see it because uh, it's pretty small but 
Has Joel been engaging on the platform? No, I have not. <laughs> By the I way, congrats, it, congrats on the buffered, to the podcast. This is Man. buffered content right here as well. Ah. Right? Every time we release a new episode, it, it tosses out that, uh, you know, and it may be, maybe LinkedIn doesn't like buffer. Although this one, so I uploaded this video uh, two days ago. Look at that. I've been more active than you think. And it's got 12 likes, five comments, 677 views. It's not bad. Hey, by the way, I, I wanted to say congrats on the Bad Crypto Podcast. You know, uh, yourself and, and uh, Travis, another dear friend of mine, I love him to death. But, man, you guys really just took something and knocked it out of the park. I mean, that's what a crazy story. Yeah, it, re it really is. Thanks for that. He's actually not too far from you. He uh, took a plane to Munich um, last night, and he's there today. I'm not sure where he's heading from there, but you can wave to him from across the pond. We were we were DMing back and forth on uh, Instagram the other day, just catching up. So, yeah, uh, love that guy. Love that guy. Last time he came to town, I took him to the Crowbar, which is this heavy metal uh, pub, and we listened to Iron Maiden and drank uh, Trooper, the Trooper beer. That's Maybe. awesome. Let's um, first of all, thank you for taking your time to share. There's some gold in here. And again, this gets uh, re-released on uh, my YouTube channel, Joel Com on YouTube, and as well as my podcast for the Joel Com show. So people will be able to enjoy this long tale. Um, but let's talk a moment about your passion for uh, for rock and roll. This is your website, rocketrollcocktail.com. Can you, can you believe that wasn't taken? <laughs> But and and rock and roll is parked. It's not being used. Yes. Yeah, so, so I have that too. So don't worry. I, I've got all of them. You're kind of a headbanger. Um, I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a metal guy. Uh, but you know, I do like I do like a good pop song. So I did just go see uh, Jake Shears last week uh, in San Francisco, and I'm going to see Def Leppard uh, next week here in uh, in the UK. And Check you will get their photograph. <laughs> yes, I certainly will. But um, um, some yeah, of your I pictures like, here. I'm kind of all over the place. So, oh, there's the great, the late great Scott Weiland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's this, who's this? That's Scott Weiland, Stone Temple Pilots. That's Scott. Who's who's the guitarist over here? That's Black Rebel Motorcycle, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Never heard of. <laughs> I'm such a ludite. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, I used to be a DJ, um, and so uh, you know, rock and roll's been music has been my passion forever and you know djs of course are what frustrated musicians you know <laughs> i'm a hack drummer a hack piano player a hack guitarist a hack karaoke singer i can i can like do those enough to be dangerous but never to do professionally oh that's funny yeah you know the uh i just finished my last gig with linkedin park on wednesday night uh we went out with a bang at the, the linkedin christmas party so um I'm I'm available for uh for well, the, the joke was John Watton said oh you're leaving LinkedIn Park to join uh, Bing 182, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's, that's a John Watton joke, man. That's that's not mine. It, it but, leads uh, me to one more question because you yeah. said you know you use the in mails. Um, you know, if you want to get a, a photo pass, you're reaching out directly to people, <laughs> and I'm a big believer that you don't have because you haven't asked. It never hurts to ask. Right. So what are you know, what's a tip for approaching somebody? You want something from somebody, right? How do you? Yeah, yeah essentially. Essentially, I mean, you do want something, but I mean, you know, for example, when, you know, when I first reached it, whatever, if I find uh, if there's a band, I mean, I, I'll give you a, a business context. So we were putting together um, a piece of content with I was working with Joe Chernoff. This is a, a little while years ago. 
uh, called Behind the Content. And uh, it was basically based on the, the VH1 series. And we were taking the biggest advertising campaigns and, and we would uh, uh, get the story, the behind the story. We were making these videos just like, you know, behind the music, very dramatic. And there was, uh, we were looking to try to find the, uh, the Dollar Shave Club guy, but no one could figure out how to get a hold of him. So I sent him an email. And I swear, swear to God, he replied back to me like within 30 minutes. And he said he'd, be, he'd love to be part of it. I was like, this is the founder of the Dollar Shave Club. And he responded personally to my in-mail and we got him in. It was, <laughs> did a full interview with him. It was awesome. So I'm just well, saying like. You probably it, saw it, your beard and thought. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't shaved in f- probably five years. Uh, this is, this is it for me. Are Dollar you serious? Stuff. Like that's, it grew out and it just, it stuck. <laughs> I mean, it grows longer. It's just, it just doesn't get, it's just, it's, my mother's a native American, right? So have you ever seen a native American with a beard? Not like, really. It's just it's very thin. So I, I, my father's half, this is half the beard. I, I'm terrible. I don't even, this is really going downhill quick. <laughs> Great stuff. Hey, you guys follow Jason, find him on LinkedIn. Again, I'm going to put the profile up one more time. If you want to send him a request, make sure that you send him a message. And I will actually post here that, uh, that URL. So it's easy to find. There it is at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash JSN. Miller, in case you have any difficulties there, and the uh, the website where you can go check out his passion, rockandrollcocktail.com. Uh, that's not it. That is your Kickstarter. But if you want to get a copy of the book, uh, go to rockandrollcocktail.com and click the store. And there you go. Down in front, a bundle, limited edition, signed, maybe one of these pages. You know, he pricks his finger and signs with blood for 500 bucks. That's what I want. There, there may or may not be a little bit of blood in there because when we were uh, finalizing the uh, the first edition, uh, someone had cut their finger. And I think some of the blood actually ran into. It. I'm not. I'm not making this up. It was a tiny little publisher. Maybe it's a tiny bit in the uh, in in the in the binding, but uh, I, I can't say that. But it, that book took four years, one million photos, uh, over a thousand shows in eleven different countries, and I got it down to about 128 pictures and then i'd show you the first to the last and how to take these shots yourself and a few fun wow. stories along the way and you um, know but, in, in another you know five to ten years you'll have volume two uh volume two is already is already done <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just it's just sitting there it's waiting to be designed and I, I don't know i got i got two other books i'm working on too but uh I, i'm also twitter i'm jason miller ca and if you want to see most of my um photograph stuff it's jason miller ca on instagram jason miller ca on on facebook as well all my Absolutely. photos are on Facebook. Uh, it's tough to update the website all the time, but uh, all the latest and greatest are on and my all the links Facebook. to his sites here on Rock and Roll Cocktail, so you guys can just click on those socials. How am I not following you? What? That's just wrong. <laughs> wow. Don't don't hate me because I wasn't following you. Uh, Jason Miller, thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate it. I'm going to, uh, if you'll stick around for just a moment, I'm going to close out the show and, and let's chat just a bit more. Of course, Joel. Hey, I do want to say uh, congrats on everything you do. I always love following your adventures and I've always been a fan. And again, uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's great to have you as, as a friend. And uh, we've, uh, we've had plenty of sidebar conversations at conferences that are always brilliant. And you inspire me, my friend. So uh, thrilled to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it, man. Much respect. Jason Miller, ladies and gentlemen, you guys do need to go check out his book. It's beautiful. The photographs are incredible and the stories that go with it, especially if you want to be a concert photographer or sharpen your photography skills at all. This guy's got a natural gift and the experience to back it up. Thanks again for watching Joel.Live. 
or listening if you end up with me in your ears via the Joel Com Show podcast. Love to hear from you. If you want to write to me, then go to joelcom.com and click the contact link up at the top. I read every email that comes my way. And um, unfortunately, I don't reply to every post on LinkedIn, but maybe I'm going to get better at that. We'll catch you guys again soon. Hope the holiday season's being good to you. Go out 